Like it or not, AI is taking over the world and as bloggers and affiliates, if we don't figure out something fast, we might be left looking for a job. But if you're anything like me, you may have some reservations on going all in with AI content for your authority or niche site. So today I wanna show you how I am starting to use AI content and how you can use it ethically so that you can make the most money as possible and still be able to sleep at night. But first, who am I? You already know me. My name is Chris, and I'm a full-time dad, blogger, and podcast host here at The Blogger Evolution. And this is episode 92. Here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. And if you want to help build your side hustle to over $100,000 in revenue, even as a complete beginner, check out my premium community over at oneblogaway.co. That's oneblogaway.co. I'll be sure to leave a, sh uh, a link down in the show notes. There you can also get a free course just for signing up and you have the opportunity to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. So as of right now, uh, Blog Builder Pro, my flagship course for um, that we've always talked about on this podcast, is available within one blog away just for signing up. You know, so I would definitely recommend signing up sooner rather than later before I have a, you know, uh, I come to my senses and just throw it out of there. But if you want, you know, help, even if you are a complete beginner or if you have a blog that is struggling, trying to scale it up to the point to where it can make some money for you. This one membership has everything in it that you need. Oneblockaway.co. Be sure to check it out. Uh, again, a link will be down in the show notes. But first, let me tell you a quick story about a missed opportunity. OK, now this story is about two people. One of these people is named B.B., and the other person is named Nettie. Now, they were friends, but they had two totally different ways of thinking about business. And one of them, it didn't end quite well for them. So let's go ahead and get into it. Now, BB had an idea for a business. And this business was pretty cool, right? It was a nice, wholesome business providing families with entertainment. So they built a store, like a, an actual physical location that people could go to and get movies and then be able to take them home and then watch them with their families. You know, very legitimate, actually a pretty good idea if you really think about it. Now, this story also takes back in, takes place in the late 90s, by the way. Uh, so anyway, late 80s and 90s, perhaps. But anyways, um, so BB's store was doing amazingly well, and it actually became a household name. And uh, it just kept growing and growing to the point to where they had locations literally all around the United States of people just getting movies, going home, and then being able to watch them. But then Nettie came along. Now, Nettie knew that she couldn't compete all right, at all with these, the, the tons of stores that BB had. So they had to get a little bit innovative and decided to attack this entire industry from a new, completely fresh angle. So they understood that the whole business model that BB had was that people would go to the store, find a movie that they like, take it out, and then go home and watch it. So they wondered, okay, what if we made this process a little bit simpler. Instead of requiring people to have to get up and go to the store to buy a movie, why don't they just maybe go to our website, tell us what movie they want, and we'll ship it to them or we'll mail it to them. That's pretty good because now you don't have to worry about going to the store, right? It's just you take 15 minutes, figure out which movies you want, and then they are literally delivered to your door within a few days. Now, this idea caught wildfire. It worked amazingly well for Nettie and her company. 
In fact, it started getting so big that BB caught wind of this. Now, BB ignored it at first because they were like, you know what? We like having people come into our store. That's just the way that we like it. So BB was like, you know what? We're, we're good. But then after a while, they were like, you know, OK, maybe whatever Nettie is doing has a little bit of merit. So maybe we should you know, start doing that as well. So BB got into it and BB started con, con, uh, competing with Nettie uh, of just being able to have people come to the website, choose a movie and then come and then uh, be able to watch it in the comfort of their own homes. In fact, Nettie's business, you know, just sending people these these movies got so big that BB had the opportunity to just buy them at one point and think, you know what, maybe we should just you know come together. But BB declined that opportunity because they just liked the, the way things were going for them. And that was it. So now here's the kicker of the whole story. Nettie, you know, as being as progressive as she was, had another chance. Instead of mailing the movies and people having to wait a couple of days before they got the movie, what if they were able to watch the movie right there on the spot on TV or on a device? Now, that sounds pretty normal for us today, but this was next level, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So BB drew the line and refused to follow along with what Nettie was doing, even though what Nettie was doing was blowing up. Now, after all of that happened, you fast forward 10, 11 years. Now, Nettie's company, the one that was just trying to be a little bit more innovative, was doing a little bit more in terms of what they could do to further service the customer. Their business is now worth $147 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars. Meanwhile, BB's company, who refused to really do anything progressive, their company is not their company's worth is not even publicly available to know how much they're, they're worth. That's how small and minute they are. In fact, BB probably has maybe one store left in the entire United States. Now, if you haven't guessed it already, BB is Blockbuster. Nettie is Netflix. So the hidden gem in this entire thing, BB or Blockbuster did not take advantage of technology. Netflix took advantage of technology. You see the stark difference there? You see, the thing is, technology can be scary. Arguably, you know, with this new AI content, ChatGPT, AutoGPT, you know, all the things that are out there right now that is just making it so much easier for people to put content online. Arguably, it's not just blogging that really needs to be worried about this, right? Have you seen some of these AI music where people are, you know, AI is dubbing people's voices? And if you're not careful, you forget that that's who you're, you're listening to a computer. Well, what about stock images? That's another thing. Coders, programmers. If you have any of these jobs, you probably should be at least a little worried about what's going on with this AI content. But is it the end of the world? No, it's not. Because technology usually helps humans move faster and do things at a faster pace so that we can spend time doing what we want to do somewhere else. So, for example, have ATMs replaced physical human tellers? No. Do they make it easier for people to if they just need to get cash or make a deposit? Of course they do. But, you know, when you go to a bank, there's still tellers behind the window. What about digital cameras? 
What about your phone? Have these types of cameras replaced photographers? No, photographers are still doing fine. You know, maybe they're not in every place that they used to be in the past, but now they're still there for a lot of important occasions. And if you don't want one, you could probably get away without one just from a friend who happens to have the latest iPhone. But it hasn't replaced them. What about electric cars? Have they replaced gas cars yet? No? Well, not yet. But if it if it ever does happen where electric cars can fully replace gas cars, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Right. We're talking about years and years down the line, maybe even a couple of decades. Have laptops replaced desktop computers? No, not at all. It's just a little bit more convenient. Right. Because desktop computers in most instances are still vastly more powerful than a laptop. It's just that in order to do some regular browsing, maybe even some streaming of Netflix, you don't need to sit down at your computer desk and do it. You can do it anywhere you'd like, as long as you have your laptop or a tablet. But people still buy desktops. People are still buying desktop computers to take care of other types of tasks. The idea is, as technology continues to get better, it's just now as humans, we have more options. There's more specializations in our world now. But the idea is we can't be like Blockbuster, where we were not embracing these things. We have to be progressive like Netflix and embrace what's going on and try our best to do it as ethically as possible. So what do we need to do? How can we use AI content for our blogs and authority sites ethically? Well, if you do decide to include AI into your content strategy, I have a, you know, have a very good editing process before you post your articles onto those sites. In fact, this is what we should have been doing anyway, right? If you were hiring a writer to write content for you, when you got that content back, were you just slapping it up on your website? Unless you really trusted the writer, you probably were putting it through some type of editing process. We need to do the exact same thing. When we get that raw article from the AI content, there's a few things we need to do to it to be absolutely sure it's good enough to be placed on our websites. Number one, we have to fact check it. it hands down, we need to fact check it. As great as ChatGPT is, as great as a lot of these other tools are, they can say some really wrong things really, really confidently. That's probably the scariest part about a lot of this. But they can do it very confidently, yet be very wrong. Fast and wrong is still wrong. So you need to fact check the articles as soon as you get that content back from the AI. Don't use just Wikipedia, though. You know, you probably gonna get some good information there. Don't get me wrong. It's a very authoritative website. However, find some real sources online. Find some real sources offline. And make sure that the content that's going onto your site is accurate. In fact, you probably can go as far as asking the AI to tell you where it got the article from to begin with. That way you can save a little time and know whether or not it's from a reputable source. The number two thing, infuse these articles with real personality. Keep your readers in mind as you're telling these stories. Tell actual stories within your content. Now, this one does come with a little bit of a caveat. You have to be careful. Don't write a 10-page story. Sometimes a story could barely be a couple of paragraphs, if that, right? Be very quick with it, but just give some type of indication 
that you've been there before and that you're truly there keeping the reader in mind, trying to help them out of a jam that you have already gone through in life to tell real stories. Also, and this is interesting, um, we recently interviewed Kyle Roof and one that he talked about when it's in terms of uh, mono, uh, sorry, of plagiarism is that, you know, sometimes we look at the direct, you know, plagiarism is using the exact phrase somewhere else. But in this instance, we're talking about the type of plagiarism where even if something is rewritten a certain way, but it says the same thing, Google can still consider that as plagiarism. So how do we get around this? We need to infuse our own personality and add to the conversation. So find something insightful that's probably nowhere else on the Internet. The easier this will be to do is if you are out there actively in your niche to begin with. Because that's going to separate you from everybody else who's just doing it just to make a few bucks. So do something unique to add to the conversation in your article. Also, reduce the fluff. As great as this AI content is, they are really good at saying the exact same thing over and over again, just in different words. Take that out of your articles. In fact, be very you know strict with the AI content and just say, hey, you need to do better at this. Rewrite this paragraph, include a story about this in this paragraph, whatever. And it'll spit it right out. So reduce the fluff. Next up is you need to format these the, the content. Use very, very short paragraphs. We're talking two, maybe three lines max. It's very daunting if you're on a mobile device and you see a big wall of text, right? Make very short uh, paragraphs, include images, include videos, include any other type of multimedia that's going to help the reader do whatever it is that they're trying to do with your, with your article. After you format it, now it's time to quote-unquote SEO the article or do something to the article to make it more friendly to search engines. Not just Google, any search engine that you're trying to target. Uh, target put your target keyword in certain places. Make sure it's in your URL. Make sure it is in the title tag of your article. Uh, make sure that it is in the first 100 or so words of your article and then naturally throughout the rest of the article itself. Uh, when you have an article, Google the phrase that you're trying to rank for as well within Google and see what the people also ask questions are, are there. Look at the related searches. That's going to give you a clue of how Google sees that particular term and include some of those into your article as long as it makes sense. It's going to take a little bit of human brain power to do this, but it works. And then a little trick that I like to use as well is to optimize these articles using uh, phrase or surfer SEO or whatever you happen to, to like. I personally like phrase. It's a great program that will look at what's out there on Google, figure out what topics, what entities are being discussed and make sure that I can include those same uh, entities and, and uh, terms and stuff within my article as well. After you've done that, add a call to action. Now, the call to action could be quite a few things. It can be simply, hey, go read this other article. You might be interested in it. Uh, it might also be just to say, hey, come join my email list. Um, ninja trick for that. Make sure you have a lead magnet. Don't just say join my newsletter. It, it, it'll work out a lot better. 
So a call to action could be to join your email list. Another call to action could be just to simply buy the product. Maybe this is a review. Maybe it's a buying guide. Maybe it's a list post. And now your call to action is here is our best one that we liked when we tried it. Here's a link. Make sure it's an affiliate link and then go and purchase. And then you can make some affiliate commissions on the other end. Once you've done that, post the article and move on with your life. The reality is you should have been doing this with your articles from the beginning, regardless of where we were getting the articles from. Even if you personally are the one writing the articles, you need to put it through this process. If you wanted to come out the other end as something that is helpful, as something that keeps our readers in mind and something that can, you don't necessarily need to change someone's life after they've watched uh, uh, have read this article, but it needs to be something that after they've read it, it's checked every box that they ever had about that particular question or concern. You should be doing that anyway. Now we're just getting the raw article from the AI and then go from there. So is, is using artificial intelligence, is using AI cheating when it comes to blogging? I don't think so. As long as you stay progressive and add a human element to the raw data that you're getting back. All right. So if you need some help with this to really blow up this blog, to really blow up this side business into something that's worth over a hundred thousand dollars, then I highly recommend going to check out one blogaway.co. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes there. You're going to get a free course just for enrolling. Plus, you're going to get some direct help from the members in the community, as well as direct help from me in the DMs. All right. Plus, I'll even throw in a free audit of your website if you've already gotten started or if you have an idea that you want to go with. Let me know once you get on the inside and we'll hash it out together. That's one block away.co. I'll catch you next episode.